Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sister Hoop, the podcast on sisterhood, hoops, and everything in between. I'm your host, Olivia Brown. The guest today on Sister Hoop is a close friend and teammate of mine, Carrie Jornlin. Carrie is a redshirt sophomore at St. Bonaventure University. She plays the post at 6'4 and studies biomedical health sciences and is going to be a veterinarian. In this episode, Carrie and I talk about the moment she first fell in love with basketball, the positivity instilled in her from her father, confidence on and off the court, social media, and mental health. So without further ado, let's hear from Carrie. Carrie, welcome to Sister Hope. Hello. My first question, how we're going to start the interview, is what is a memory of sisterhood that you have felt with your teammates, either in high school, AU, or college? Definitely, um, well, I've had a lot, but my sophomore year of high school, we had a winning team we were a great really really close team and our just some random night on the April Fools we all went like around campus and just pranked yeah. each other and it was kind of un, it was out of nowhere so it wasn't planned or anything that just kind of defines how close we were it was great it was really fun so what's one of your favorite hoop memories the same team same year actually okay is winning the state championship the Pennsylvania state championship so the entire state of Pennsylvania you know it's a big state no biggie <laughs> <laughs> winning that was awesome it was a Really fun three-hour ride back home. (laughs) (laughs) What was the moment that you first fell in love with basketball? I think I've always had a strong connection to it. Not even just the sport itself, but just for my dad. Because Mm. ever since I was five, we actually started doing this. um, My first time ever touching a basketball um, actually, it was probably out of the womb, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was I think I was five years old, and we did this daddy-daughter camp. We've shared the bond over basketball. Like every time I'm home, we shoot and hang out and go to the gym, and it's kind of a way for us to bond and talk about life. And um, but so it's always been with me. Um, always had a strong connection to it. But uh, I think probably my junior year, my AAU year, that's when I was the most confident mm. because I had learned how to shoot, how yeah. to shoot threes the year before. And I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this. So right. I kept shooting, and then my coach just gave me the green light, my AU coach, who said, you are an amazing shooter, and you can you can play for this team, so I want you to just shoot whenever you get the ball. Yeah. So I was like, okay, right. <laughs> hell yeah. And so I averaged like 17, 18 points a game, and wow. it, was, it was fun. Your dad, he's a super, super positive person. Like, you told me this story one time of how he tried to be negative for an entire day, and he literally couldn't do it. No, it lasted, like, not even 15 minutes. I... That's amazing. Okay, one. So... (laughs) So how has his attitude of positivity affected you? My dad realizes that that kind of negativity or putting your negative thoughts into the atmosphere affects everyone around you Mm. and yourself. So if you say something... Like, oh, I'm tired. You're going to believe it. Yeah. You know, you're going to, like, I was in the library yesterday. I was like, well, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Then I'm going to be like, wow, I'm really stressed. I should stress more. Right. You know? Yeah. And so he found that um, being negative just kind of doesn't doesn't help you in any way. Yeah. And so it's just growing up with that. He's always had positivity and always um Looked at the bright side of every situation. So, how else has positivity affected you in basketball? In basketball, um, I think we talked about the mental, mental toughness, mental health. So, mm-hmm. definitely figuring out how to push through because we all have negative times. I think having a positive shift. I think 
this is, I think this is a good topic, is conditioning. Mm. So we've always been kind of, we've had a negative mindset towards conditioning since we were young. You know, yeah. it's, it's always a punishment. Right. Yeah. You, know, you get bad grades, you run. You do this, you run. Yeah. And I think we need to focus on it more as a opportunity because mm. when I was injured, like we're going to talk about later, I I couldn't run. Like I was begging to be out there running suicides and dying. Yeah. You know, and we had to kind of take, not take for granted what we have and be thankful that we can even move. And then also realize that we're going to get through it. You know, it's just like yeah. 15, 30 minutes of our time. And it's helping us. Right. Kind of on the same tangent of confidence. Okay. I think you are the most confident person I know. Like, literally, you are 6'4". For anyone who doesn't know, Carrie Jornlin is 6'4", tallest girl in the room. But you never, never fail to wear heels. And you never hunch. Is this confidence something that you've built up over time? Or is it something you've just inherited and always had no I've never never been confident with my height I love being tall you know my dad my mom she always taught me to be confident with my height and my mm. dad you know he's six seven he really can't hide his height <laughs> so he can't just like slouch even if he slouched he'd be six six right you know? <laughs> so it's like really worth it <laughs> I've always had confidence in my height you know I've always worn heels whatever in my freshman year my sophomore year I wasn't confident at all right I was because you know you're a small kid on the team right which is fine because I knew my place um but I just wasn't quite as confident as I could have been but then once I honestly once I started becoming who I wanted to be on the court yeah and I could see that translate and then I gained confidence in myself so it's like your thoughts dictate your actions mm -hmm. you thought okay I'm, I'm gonna be more confident so like you did things to make you more confident mm -hmm. and then once you had those things it made you more confident yeah exactly. so it's a cycle yeah so over um over the summer for the corona break, mm -hmm. we had five months and I didn't play at all the past year because of redshirting and development reasons. So I told myself, I was like, well, well, I was already at the point in basketball. I, I didn't really want to um, keep playing. I was just really down. I lost my love for it. And then kind of had this break from basketball and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to change things this mm -hmm. year. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do this again. This, that kind of sucked the first two years. We're going to, yeah. we're going to grow. So I decided that I was going to basically use my controllables to my advantage. So instead mm -hmm. of saying, I want to be the best ball handler on the court and like, you know, attack at the rim. And then I was realistic. I can't ball handle, I can't handle <laughs> right. the ball to save my life. Yeah. But I can rebound and I can, you know, if I get in shape, I can rebound and defend and, yeah. you know, work my ass off for my team. So do what you can control. And so yeah. I told myself every day I woke up, I was like, I'm the best, or I'm the hardest worker on my team and the best rebound on the team. I told me that every single day, even during practices when I wasn't rebounding well, I was just like, I'm the best rebounder. I don't care. Yeah, I love that you woke up every day mm -hmm. saying that. Yeah, what I've tried to do these past few days and with stress and classes and basketball, you know, mm -hmm. but, and honestly throughout my life, my mom has always told me to treat yourself like you're, in, you're your own best friend, mm -hmm. which I think everyone's heard that, but it's true. Like, you know, you yeah. can't tell yourself, you kind of look at it when, when you're missing shots and you say, oh, I suck at shooting. Would you, I would never say that to you. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell myself what I would say to you, which is, you're an amazing shooter because you are, mm -hmm. and you're going to make the next one stop focusing on this miss and focus on the next shot. Yeah. And it, it just helps to give yourself some clarity and to realize how you're talking to yourself and how different it is. Oh, wow. Bam. That was so good. And also, <laughs> no, like legitimately, if you talk to yourself the way that you talk to me, you're going to like 
fall in love with yourself because you make well. me feel like being back around you. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm just the best. Like you make me feel so good. Let's segment into a little bit of a different topic. There's a well-known quote that says everyone is dealing with something even if we can't see it. What do you feel like this relates to? I, well, obviously a lot of mental, all of mental health is mental. Yeah. So it's all in your brain and it's not tangible. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. But like if someone is in a bad mood or just talks mean to you or anything, any, any type of person, you never know what they're really going through, which is yeah. it's just so true. Because you can think all you want, oh, I know that person grew up or I knew that person all my life but you never really really know yeah and I think on that too is like also the aspect of social media mm. it's like you see Wait. this person Ooh. and that's good you're like wow they have everything together yes. look at their social media like yes. look where they went and did this yeah. and they look so good but do you really really know what's going on in that person's right. mind or yeah. do you just see things that or they even, want you to see or even in their life you know yeah because I was thinking about last week and I'm scrolling through I'm like damn there's people just you know showing their boobs and they have makeup on and even just, you know, happy pictures of them with a the little hat on the beach. Like, that's that's adorable. But yeah. also, you know, we can't just show the good parts. Right. So I was, if I had Instagram, I was feeling really inclined to just post a picture of me right at that moment, like, sweaty, you know, like, yeah. you know, like let's normalize posting realistic things to our Instagram. Right. You know, like, not make it, make everyone know that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a confident, happy person, but sometimes I have my, my bad days. Yeah. And, like, you can't feel bad about yourself for not being confident or not being happy all the time I mean, comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. And even if you know it's true that other people are going through other things, you don't want to tell yourself that because you want to make yourself feel worse about yourself. Yeah, and I feel like you look at someone else's Instagram and for you, you know the pictures that you post aren't the complete sum of who you mm, are. Absolutely. But then when you look at someone else's, it's the sum of who they are. Oh my god! So true! Like, yeah. And you don't want to correlate it. You don't want to want to translate that mm -hmm. to oh well, mine's mine's not the full picture, but theirs definitely is. Yeah, you, know, you gotta gotta be realistic. Yeah, I think it's good to have balance. You know, you can check Instagram. Just don't scroll through it for hours. And right. Every time you get a notification, check it. Yeah. So you feel like with mental health, you just have to basically empathize for everyone else because they're probably going through something that you just can't see. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I've heard numerous stories and honestly I, I went through myself having a horrible day and possibly wanting to end it all mm. having someone even just do the nice the, the smallest smallest bit of even kindness or anything you know giving you a compliment on your shirt you yeah. know I think we just need to do better at just being kind over the quarantine break you've been journaling doing meditation and eating very healthy so how have those practices affected you in your personal life and in your basketball life? Definitely. So on the mindfulness aspect of it, the journaling and meditation, I haven't been doing that as much as I wanted to, but over the summer mm -hmm. I did it a ton because I had the time. Right. So it kind of, I like doing it in the morning mm. personally because it kind of sets your intentions for the day. Yeah. So you can kind of reconnect with yourself based on the day before or the world or just your thoughts in general. And, um, kind of set your mind in the right place and it for basketball I think it just like I try to before practices I try to do it not a meditation but just a check-in with myself yeah. so we can kind of see what you can fix to have a better workout and have right. a better day especially with our 
our really busy lives. Mm -hmm. You're going from action to action to action to everything and you don't really have a time to think. Do you feel like meditation has helped you? Yeah, I think it's the... So what I've learned throughout the years is... <laughs> the years? I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> is um, practicing before times get hard. Mm. So instead of only meditating or only being mindful in moments of stress, it's kind of practicing when you're in a good mood. I love that. It's not putting a band-aid on it, but it's being mm -hmm. proactive. Yeah. Okay, Carrie, this last segment is called Overtime. So I'm just going to ask you, what is one of your favorite quotes and what has it meant to you in your life? So I've had this quote uh, basically in the back of my mind my entire life. It's about persistence. So nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Honestly, the whole theme is persistence, so talent, genius, and education isn't going to work if you don't have the hard work aspect of it. So yeah. you have to be willing to put in the work. And being probably consistent when you're putting hard work. Mm -hmm. Not just doing it one time and just being like, eh. Yeah, because genius and talent education can only get you so far, but in so many other subjects and areas of life require persistence and hard work to get there and... If you don't have that, then you won't have success in those areas. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much. This was so good. Good. Everyone, Hi. Carrie Jornlin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And scene. This has been another episode of Sister Hoop. Follow the show on Instagram at sisterhoop underscore. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the gym.